We're now listening to the Knicks State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo with Chip Murphy. Uh, again, this is going to be one of those quick hitter episodes um, this this week. Uh, Schedule-wise, we usually record earlier in the week, but we're in the back end. Um, just things up in the schedule. Been a crazy week. It's been a fun week. It's been a very fun week. Can't complain about it as much uh, as hectic and how many shows I've done. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Uh, Chip, today I actually got a chance to uh, interview Trevor Booker. Wow. Yep. Really? Yep. How was that? Uh, well, he is from Union, South Carolina, which is a part of our coverage here. Um, we kind of adopted them because the guy I do the morning show with is from there. Uh, and they have a rich tradition with their football team and some of their athletics over the years. Like their softball team is like an insane dynasty. They won like four out of five uh, softball championships. Uh, so he's from there. Trevor Brooker is from there. Uh, his high school coach, his the, his coach, uh, that, yeah, it was his high school coach, that's right. Um, his his son coached me in basketball, so that, that was pretty cool. I've actually seen Trevor play when he was in high school. I was a freshman uh, when he was a senior, and we had a kid at our school that was like number three in the state, and Trevor was like, in the, I think, number two in the state the year that... Um, that was so I actually got a chance to see them go at it in high school and that was a lot of fun so we we uh, will be airing the uh, Trevor Booker interview tomorrow on our show uh, so I was very excited about that that's very cool that's um, probably the biggest person so far I've interviewed we interviewed some big college coaches and all that but I have not had a pro athlete so uh, that was a little nerve-wracking I could I could say that but it went well and he's such a nice guy um, so you know, he actually has a basketball camp um, in Union, and he also does one in Malden, which uh, where Kevin Garnett spent one year playing basketball. He does a basketball camp up there, so we're going to try to go, and I'll actually hopefully get a chance to meet him. Um, he actually has brought some big names with him before to the camp. A few years ago, he had John Wall go with him uh, to the camp, so I'm kind of hoping he brings somebody cool so I can meet him and you know, feel important for five seconds. Um, but, yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, so this episode, Chip, um, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot. Obviously, it's it's that time of the year where, you know, and very soon we'll be talking about possibly some free agent targets, realistic targets. Okay, I'm not going to talk about LeBron James, all right, um, or, or Kevin Durant or anything like that, realistic targets. Kevin Durant, but, wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, everybody's throwing out crazy ideas. You know, I know I kind of contributed to that with if we could trade for Kawhi Leonard, does that make it a little bit more interesting for LeBron? In a way, I still think it does. But that's, you know, we're, we're not quite there yet. It's all about the NBA draft right now uh, with the draft lottery that happened a couple weeks ago. We know where we're picking at nine. 
Uh, and now you're kind of sorting through some of these players who are already beginning to work out for several, and um, about said NFL, uh, NBA teams. So um, what we're going to focus on today is I saw an article, uh, SNY was talking about how it's unrealistic or, or the Knicks are more than likely not going to take a point guard. And Chip, this is something that we have discussed before, uh, and we we have talked about it. Where we don't care what position it is, you know. I mean, and then Chip, I I know you agree, um, and then we'll get into it in more in depth. But we we think that we just got to take the best available player. So I'm going to toss it over to you because I know you have a lot to say about this topic in general. When we hear they're more than likely not going to take a point guard, this doesn't necessarily mean me and you are saying they have to take another point guard. We're just saying you got to take what's best available at nine. But when you hear things like that, and I know a lot of fans are saying you can't take another point guard, and I know we have talked about this before, Chip, but try try to work or, or try to explain why – that is. I think that's what we're going to try to do on the show, why we have to take the best available player. Why, if a point guard is the best at nine, why would that work out, Chip? Why do you think that's the case that we got to do? They need to take the best available player, regardless if it's a point guard, because the Knicks have one of the worst rosters in the NBA. It's all about talent, and the Knicks need to take the most talented player. And if... Trey Young is sitting there at number nine, and they think he's the best player. They need to take him, regardless of whether or not Frank Nilakina is on the roster. And whether, um, you know, if they prefer Colin Sexton over Trey Young, they should take Colin Sexton. I've seen a lot of mock drafts where they have uh, Colin Sexton going there. Um, then there's. Uh, I've seen so many mock drafts. I've seen Trey Young. I've seen Colin Sexton, uh, Mikel Bridges, Wendell Carter. I saw a mock draft where the Knicks took Kevin Knox. Uh, but Sexton and Young are very popular right now. Uh, for for <laughs> for fans who – there's so many fans who don't want the Knicks to take point guards because they don't want – what what's really being said with that article is we don't want the Knicks to take a point guard because they don't we don't want him to mess with Frank's development as a point guard, like right. What did and we are because we already have Frank and Trey Burke is what Knicks fans are trying to say with that. But look, we saw what thirty games of Trey Burke. Like, are we really willing to commit the point guard of the future to Trey Burke? A lot of people are just because of thirty games. A yeah. lot of people are sold already. I, I don't understand that at all. I'm with you there. It, it, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, and we've yeah. talked about that, Chip, before where it's, you know, let's see him for a full year. We're not denying mm-hmm. that he looked great in the 30 games that he played or whatever it was. We're not denying that. But how many times have we seen, especially the Knicks, rush into a contract? Like Ron Baker had a solid rookie oh, year God. where we saw a lot from him, and then we, we give him a no-trade clause in that, that contract. That's a prime example, and I do like Ron Baker. I, I, I can't stress that enough, but I think they rushed into it and gave him a contract that no team in the league probably would have given him. So for me, I'm right there with you, Chip, where, where Trey Burke has not, in my eyes, I can't say, yeah, he is our future point guard. He's He has that locked down. It, I, I think 
he's definitely going to get the first shot, deserves that first shot. Like I said, he emerged on the scene. And I'm very excited about having Trey Burke with us. But again, can he do it for a full season, not just a few months stretch? Uh, and, and that's what I'm going to be looking forward to next season with him. And another thing, Chip, and I'm, uh, it, it's a lot of people say we can't take a point guard because we took Frank Neal Aquina. And, and that's just mm-hmm. sending the wrong message. Do you, do you see that point or it, can you poke holes at that argument? I can poke holes in it completely because Frank didn't show enough as a point guard last year to say he's the point guard of the future. Like he's look Knicks fans are completely enamored with him, his defense. And I love him too. Right. But I'm not willing to say he can be the point guard of the Knicks for the next 10 years. Right. Like there, that there's no way that he's shown that there's no way. And look, I'm very skeptical of Trey Young as much as the next guy, but I think that if you play Frankie Lakina off the ball with Trey Young, uh, that would help cover up a lot of Trey Young's shortcomings, especially on the defensive end. Um, ideally, I'd like to see a full season of Frankie Lakina at the point guard position. I would. But again, Frank Milakina being on the roster, one uh, just based off the one year of what we saw, it should not deter. You know, he's not Jason Tatum. He's not Donovan Mitchell. Knicks fans talk about him like he is Donovan Mitchell, right. like he's Jason Tatum, you know, Ben Simmons or something. You know, it, those are guys who deter franchises from picking at their position. Frank Milakina. Look, for all for as impressive as his defense was, Matt, you know, he his numbers were pretty pedestrian. Yes. You know, he shot he shot thirty-six percent from the field and thirty-two percent on threes. He averaged six points and three assists. I mean uh, he was average. And uh, you know, all point guards struggle shooting the ball, so you expect him to struggle. Because like like I said, all point guards do. But he did not show enough to where you could say there's no way we're drafting a point guard. We already have Frank Nielakina. He's the point guard of the future. I don't see how you could possibly say that. Yeah, and I, I just think for Frank, if you took another point guard, you know he could play the two. He could play the three. You can still get Frank minutes somewhere. Yeah, and because he's a defense. But I think the Knicks, and I will say that. Uh, Frank did play better offensively the last few games of the year, but sometimes that's just the case. They get more of an opportunity. They're getting more minutes because the veterans were not playing. So, yeah, they show a little bit more. That's not enough, and, and some people ride that. Well, look at the way he finished the season. That's It's only a few games at the end of the stretch that he looked good. And, again, the argument that I'm making here and trying to get fans to at least realize and hear out th- this point of view, because I know there's a lot that says we can't, we can't take a point guard. This is not necessarily, and I think, again, Chip, you can chime in if I'm, if I'm wrong, we're not saying that we got to take a point guard. That's not the point here. No. Again, the point is everybody, like right now, a name that a lot of Nick fans like is uh, Bridges from uh, Villanova. Mm-hmm. I, and he... He's a guy that I like, and that's the guy that I would like to see the Knicks draft. Uh, 
Um, so it's not a point guard that me or me or Tripp are trying to push along here because I think it's pretty safe uh, to say how we both feel about the draft last year with Frank Nielakino. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just making sure we take the best available player. Bridges, for example, if he's taken, and then let's say Michael Porter Jr. is another one that's kind of hanging around with us. If he's taken as well, what are you going to do? Are you just going to take the next kind of forward wing player who's probably projected in the middle of the first round just because you're trying to fill that box of having a wing player? That doesn't make sense. You're in a rebuilding phase. You can't necessarily always take position need. Uh, that That's something that you typically do when you already have some pieces around. You know, like teams that are winning usually go, okay, we need another big guy, like a, a backup center or something, uh, more of a defensive-minded guy. You can then go and draft that need and not absolutely take the best available player in the draft. The Knicks are not at that luxury. The Knicks have to build – from the draft, they got to start picking the right guys, the best available players. A prime example of that, and I sound like a broken record saying this over and over and over again, was the Philadelphia 76ers. How many times did they take a center or a power forward? And how many times did people mock them from that? Like, oh, they took Noel, they took Embiid, they took uh, Okafor. Uh, they got so much of these guys, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Well, that's why they did it. Those were the best guys available. They found that they got a few that worked out. And then those guys being top draft picks got them a, a package to trade out. And now look at them. And, and that's kind of the strategy I think the Knicks need to do. And again, we're not saying we need to take a point guard. Because I know a lot of people say, well, you're just anti-Frank. You know, to me, that's not what I'm arguing here. But if a guy like Bridges is off the board, or um, Mikel Bridges or... Um, Michael Porter Jr., one of these best wing players probably in the draft, if they're not there, why are you just going to take a, a position need if you can get an effective guard? Like a Trey Young, who, yes, Chip, I'm right there with you. I think there's a lot of potential for him to be a, a bust, basically. You know, Buddy Heald, I said this last week, was big time in Oklahoma, and he's kind of just a solid player. In the NBA, a lot of people thought he was getting. Remember, they were comparing him to Steph Curry. Trey Young gets that comparison as well. Uh, Colin Sexton is somebody that you know, as you pointed out, Chip, not really the best shooter, but somebody that I, I think if he's there and all these other guys are gone, I'm taking him. I watched him several times this year. Guy competes. I like the way that he goes up and down the floor. He has a motor. Those are the kind of players I look for that are looking to attack and create and make things happen. And just because if that's the case doesn't mean that Frank Nielakina does not touch the floor anymore. That, there's several things that you can do with him. Uh, that's just that's kind of my just my viewpoint on it, Chip. I, I just think so much is being looked into that it, if you take a point guard, what's that say about you drafting Frank? And I think that's the wrong mentality. I, I just don't see how that that that's gonna Get the Knicks out from where they are. The best available player is what they have to focus on. Now, I agree that a wing player is what we desperately need, and if we can get the right guy, we can get the best available player and the position need, and that's great. But if it's not there, you can't just say, we're not going to take a point guard. And I, I think the Knicks are, you know, and I said it, I think it was last week, Chip, I think the Knicks are finally starting to do 
some smart things. And I think they're smart enough to realize, yeah, we do need a wing player. But if those guys aren't there, I think I'm I'm feeling confident that they will make uh, a smart decision this year. Would you agree with that, Chip? Do you see them? You know, I, I think they're they're smart enough to realize not to force an issue because we need a wing player. I think they're smart enough this year to take the best available pick. Would you agree with that? Scott Perry has shown that he's capable of making the right decision. Right. Yeah. The Fisdale hiring was definitely very telling on his uh, intelligence level. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to reach for any player. I think he's going to make the right call. When he says, because, I mean, he said it himself, they're going to go for the best player available. Right. So when he said that, it, I really believe that. Um, yeah, I, I trust that he's going to make the smart move and, that's the best player available, regardless wing, uh, ball handler, big man. I think that's what they're going to do. And what to say, I know you talked a little bit about, you know, Mikel Bridges and, and Michael Porter Jr. We kind of mentioned those guys this week, last week. And right now when you look, Chip, you were looking at, you know, some of these draft prospects and, and uh you were researching a little bit of that uh, before we went on the show. Right now, do you see the Knicks, anybody tell, or saying the Knicks are going to take a point guard? And if so, are those guys that are being mentioned wing players for the Knicks, is that because they're already taken? Or perhaps the Knicks are passing on those guys for a point guard? What have you seen when you're looking at mock drafts? Oh, no, a, a few of the different mock drafts have the Knicks – uh, taking point cards. The one I'm looking at right now uh, is uh, the ESPN mock draft, and I look at that more than any other one because that's Jonathan Gavoni, mm-hmm. who uh, used to do Draft Express, which right. was the number one right. draft site uh, yeah. ever. Right. Unfortunately, that stopped because he went to ESPN. Correct. But uh, so I always look at his drafts, and uh, he has the Knicks at nine taking uh, Colin Sexton. Okay. So and he's as dialed into everything about every prospect as anybody. So I look at his and he has, he's had them taking Sexton for like a while now. Okay. So for, I think his last two drafts, he's had them taking Sexton. Where does he have Bridges and Michael Porter Jr. And guys like that. Are they, are they still available when the Knicks are picking? He has Bridges. He has Bridges going 10th to the Sixers and he has Porter going eighth to the Cavs. Okay, I think that's where Porter's I think go. Porter Porter to the Cavs is a popular one. I, I agree. Yeah, they're losing LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the LeBron replacement. Yeah, right. it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. He was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school. Right. They said he was going to be. They said he was going to be the number one pick before the season started, and now he may go eighth in the draft just right. because he didn't play. And now he could end up being the best player in the whole draft. That, that, I think that would be a great pick for Cleveland and a great replacement. I got, I, I'm not saying he's LeBron James, but when you get a player with that caliber uh, and that, that popularity and already, you know, that guy can play. That's not a bad guy to start your replacing a, a LeBron James or if by some chance LeBron stays, not a bad pick to take with LeBron. And... Uh, you know, I, you said in that mock draft, Mikel Bridges goes to 10. Let me ask you, Chip, would you have a problem 
with the Knicks skipping over Bridges and taking a point guard, whether it is Colin Sexton or like a Trey Young. I haven't taken pro- look. Bridges is the safe bet. I think he's a very. It's he's not going to be a star, but and I think Trey Young and Sexton have more star potential than Bridges. I don't think I think Bridges is a safer pick than both of those guys. Okay. Um, man, that's so tough because Bridges is the guy that I have wanted them to take. And you know what? I would prefer that they took Bridges over Young. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm just, I'm nervous about, I, I like, we talked about it on the show. I I don't like the idea of another point guard who can't shoot. With uh, Colin Sexton, um, I just it worries me pairing him with Frank. Uh, then you have to put two guys in the back court, back court whose three point shots need to develop at the same time. Uh, yeah, I think drafting a safe bet at number nine would be smart. Uh, he's Mikel Bridges would be able to contribute right away. I think um, there's definitely more upside. With Sexton and Young, probably even two. I think Young is the guy that would probably go. They probably take right. That would be the the Knicks move. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know if I'd be furious because it's not like Mikel Bridges is going to be a world beater. But uh, I'd be a little upset because I think Mikel Bridges would be the right move, especially for this team. Like you mentioned earlier. They're desperate for a wing player. Right. They they just need a wing who can guard and shoot. They were like they were dead last in three point makes last year. Right. And they're the worst and they're the worst three point shooting defense every year. Every year, it seems like. So they need a guy who can shoot and a guy who can guard the three point line. Yeah me personally, if Mikel Bridges is actually as of right now or Michael Porter Jr. Uh, those are the two guys that I, I would want. Um, so if that was the way it happened, and I do like Colin Sexton. I, I, I do. Um, I, I think it would bother me a little bit because I do think that Bridges is definitely the smartest pick for us because it's not like they're reaching for him. You know, it, it, it's not at nine – that's that's a solid pick to get. That's one that makes sense because you're you're getting, I think the best available player and a position need there. You're not reaching. You're not just taking a guy because you need that position. He actually makes sense to be there. So if if, if that was the way that worked out and he was still available, I think I would be a little upset. So I, I again, I'm actually not for. A point guard. I'm not saying we need to take one. It's just if that's what's available, if those guys are not there for us, then we we got to take the best available. But if Bridges is available at nine, or, or especially Michael Porter Jr., because I'll be honest, Chip, I, I really do like Bridges, but if, for whatever reason, if Michael Porter Jr. falls to the Knicks, that's a steal. I, 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 yeah, they have to take him. Yeah, they they, you to gotta take, take that guy. That guy's a steal. I mean, he had a, an injury in the, like the first game of the season, 
and he came back and he, he played pretty well for you know missing a huge chunk of the season and you know yeah Missouri kind of wasn't really relevant I know they I, they made the tournament they were out early uh and you know we didn't get a real good chance to see him and you know but this guy uh, again as you mentioned Chip he was the number one high school recruit he was the number one uh prospect in the NBA this season before that injury so for me if he is available the Knicks I, I again I think are smart enough to take him there but we're gonna leave it uh right here and I hope we cleared it up kind of where we're at and what we're thinking and maybe maybe you're one of those fans that's thinking if we take a point guard that's bad because Frank we, we have Frank already it, it's not a bad thing to take the best available player it is bad if we leave those those guys like a Michael Porter Jr. or Bridges and then take another point guard. That's my opinion. I think, you know, those guys are solid wing players. We do need that. Get it. But if those guys are off the board, there's no point of reaching. If a best player is like a Trey Young or a Colin Sexton, you got to do it. you got to pull the trigger and build the best possible roster you can through this draft or, or through drafts. You know, you got to take the best available players. That's kind of where we're at. And I think in the long run, that, that's what works best for us. So um, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend, so I hope everybody has a good time. I know it's a great weekend for barbecues and, and all that good stuff. So we hope you enjoy uh, your time with your family and all that stuff. And uh, we'll be back next week for another episode.